What's going on, you boys? This is Paul Prochaka. Spinning back this knockout over the legend, Joanna. And there was one of the biggest robberies I've ever seen in my life. Damn. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent higher than I ever been. I got a problem with hey, what's up, you dirty mother truckers, man? This is the Totally Blitz podcast, and we just came back from the war, also known as UFC 275, y'all boys. And this shit was fucking insane. I promised in the recap that I wasn't gonna say this is the best card I've seen. I promised. I'm breaking the fuck out, I promise, because this is the best fucking shit I've ever seen. This man, Dana man, is going crazy. We better cover it all. And if you didn't know, I don't give a fuck, but I'm your boy, Lil KK, a.k.a. the Dom PYE, a.k.a. the War Machine, the motherfucker on your screen. Hey, let them know who you is, man. What's going on, boys? You know what it is, PT. Let's jump into it, man. I'm ready. What's going on, you boys? <laughs> This is Paul Prochaka in the building today. Got the USC gold around the waist. Yeah, well, I got the gold on them. Yes, sir. That's the energy we coming with today. Chance. Paul, I'm not oh. gonna, bro, the amount of rubber bands in this man's hair right now, it might be easier just to cut that shit off <laughs> after, after the episode. The way of the fucking warrior, bro. And it always prevails. Wow, you threw me off. I did not know you had that. I was not ready for that. I seen this man this morning. I was not ready for that. <laughs> wow. Gee, that boy Paul going fed. So, so my question is, before we even get into any of the fights, we got to clap it up for just Singapore. Like, this shit was fucking amazing, phenomenal. Great work, great work. I don't know who we should thank more. Should we thank Dana McMahon? For just figuring out how to make the perfect fights again. Do we thank the fighters for putting on legendary performances? We got everything from knockouts to controversy to war. Fucking beautiful knockouts. I'm telling you, man, this shit was everything to see. So as a whole, what were your takeaway from UFC 275? My biggest takeaway from 275 is long reign the king. And there was one of the biggest robberies I've ever seen in my life. Damn. All right. Hey, man, all I got to say is that shit from top to bottom, man. UFC comes with it every time, man. I'm I'm used to the boxing world, and. We don't get it like that. Never get it like that, man. And just to watch, man, you could be tuned into UFC from the beginning, for even from the pre, like the prelims. Honestly, bro, like if you a fan of combat sports, bro, like UFC is like the top of the game when it comes to entertainment, bro. Like consistent, good fights back to back, bro. Like that shit was just a fun night of fights for real. My two favorite words in the in the in the sports game. Is fucking phenomenal. Those are the only two words you give a card like that. It, it upsets me because I promise, I promise, I wasn't going to say this is the best card I've ever seen. 
God Shit. damn it, Dana McMahon got me looking like a liar, man. How do you man. think? How the next one kind of deep, though. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. International, bro. I'm trying to tell myself, that's not going to be the best fight card I've seen. It's tough. Every week, how does he do it? Is it recency bias, Paul? Is it just great fighting? Is it is it getting lucky? Like, what the fuck happens for this to happen every fucking card? I'm thinking, like, I damn. think it's, these fighters has got that dog in them. Like, nobody wants to be on the end of the – even if you win a fight, you don't want Dana White talking about, well, he was being a pussy the whole time. Like, everyone yeah. – <laughs> I feel like that age is – social media is so loud right now, bro. You fuck around, look bad in one fight, bro. The fans will let you know, and Dana – and the fans let you know, Dana ain't booking you a fight for a little bit. So, like, I feel like everybody now feels like they got to – and, like, you got to step up the game. Like, UFC London was up here, and then this one's the first one ever in Singapore. That shit had to go up here. The International Fight Week was usually the biggest, has yet to happen. So, it's just, like, it's perfect business. Like, they know when to give you, like, an absolute banger, and then let's coast for a little bit, make you forget, and then, wah, banger. Every, Every time, man. Captain Dana. I trust Cap. Hey, man, so this was a deep-ass card by accident. This this is one of the first cards in a while where I watched the whole thing. And I didn't even mean to. Like, I just happened to be sitting down, and I was like, yeah, let's just turn the card on now. Why? There's no point in just sitting in the dark getting hot when I can do that with the card on. And immediately, what was the first fight on this card? The very first fight was that Um, the first one was – Postal versus Edwards, but the one that I think you're talking about was the the next one, the second fight, which was the knockout, like within the first round. No, the one that was the decision. Oh, okay, then that was the Postal Edwards. That that's the that decision. I was close the entire time. That definitely back and forth. I thought talking about the next one that like it was a knockout within like a minute, and people like that was the 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 first moment of electricity in that fucking stadium. People and felt they, that one. So they settled. So they started off with a good fight in the beginning, and then the next fight we get a one minute knockout. By that's not the Jake Matthews one, is it? That's the Jack. Uh, no, no. This is like I don't, I don't know how to say her first name, but it's like Nah versus Gomez Juarez. It's too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They was faded, and then it was the Jack dude next, Australian dude. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the. Tell me about which those three fights. Which one was your favorite? What did you fuck with it after? Honestly. Uh, I, I would say the girl, just because I hadn't – she only threw uh, – she only landed four strikes uh, – not four strikes. She only landed, like, ten strikes, and that's all it took to, like, take the lights out. And it was like, ooh. Like 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 Marcus said, like, these are such good fights on top to bottom. If you, if you were someone who didn't know the names of the sport and you just took names out of it and just watched, right. that would have that been a fight that you would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, 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 I was – it was over quick, but definitely memorable. That shit was fine. Did you get to peep some of the earlier card markers? Nah, not not that early. I didn't. I, I peeped the one where the I I'm not gonna mess up his name, but he was like, oh, um, that was uh Jake Matthews, and he knocked out uh Andre Filajo. Well, dude's boxing. Is like that. I don't mean to change the fight topic, but that dude, that <laughs> one I definitely was seeing everywhere before I was able to tune in. But sheesh, that boy's boxing is top tier for real. 
that one was crazy because Matthews was the underdog because everyone knows that he's a decent striker, but he's not known for like exceptional hands. And Falajo uh, has been on like this knockout streak and he has devastating power. So like people were going into it was like, well, if it's on the feet, Falajo's gonna end up knocking his ass out eventually or something. Like, gonna, right. like he's the better striker, harder hitter, all that. So for Matthews to basically not get touched at all and just piece him up over and over and over. Bro, that shit looked like some Muhammad Ali shit. Like, fuck, fuck, like, just get light. That shit was nice, bro. I was blown when I seen that. I might have to keep an eye out on, on, on him for real. I think I think them boys, Australia showed out tonight. Like, Robbie Whitaker didn't fight. But those two dudes, um, Jake Matthews and Jack Dell. The, the, the there's two, there's three of them. I believe there was the Jack Malokin who lost, but that was like, that was controversial in some people's eyes. And then the Josh Kalobau, who um, he fought in uh, against Choi in the last fight before the main event. I mean, been the last fight before the main card. And then uh, Jake Matthews. Them boys, I feel like they showed out Australians. They they brought up they brought a lot of Asians and a lot of Australia to this motherfucking card and like them boys showed up. Definitely, yeah. You won two of the three and you're an underdog in all three of them. And one was controversial, man. Yeah. Oh, there was actually a fourth one, Jack. Though I think you're talking about the Jack Dylan with the boxer. <laughs> He's in, if you like Jake Matthews boxing, bro, you definitely uh, you should have peeped one fight earlier. It was that Jack Della Madonna, but mixing mom. it up, body shots, top. Um, and uh, yeah, and the best part was like he was going against like a Dagestan fighter type dude, and he hit him. The guy had him in a mean guillotine, dropped him, everything. It looked bad, and the next thing you know, he's out and up on his feet. Uh. Still was, everyone was getting out of those. Yeah, there was no well, not all submissions, but most of the submissions and boys was figuring a way out. And boys was wiggling up out of there. <laughs> hey man, when you sweaty, when you sweaty and stuff, you might be able to find a little extra room, kid. Tired. Hey man, them boys are different for able to be doing that, man, on the ground, man. That's that's different. Nah, especially catching the elbow on the ground. Like, that's some shit you really sit down and do. You'll rethink your life after catching bah. a couple. Bah. Bah. Like, bah, that really shit crazy. Right. Am I doing the right thing right now? Because you can't, like, holding their face, too, and then dropping the ball? Like, nah. Because you can't practice getting hit by an elbow. Nobody, I, I hope there aren't coaches in the world that just sit down and like, hey, lay down and let them hit you as hard as you can with an elbow. Like, you can't practice that. You can only feel that in a real fight. I see there are some meme elbows in the fucking first fight we're gonna talk about. Oh, uh, mean ones. Yeah, bro, that was some. I was like, God damn, like that shit could have knocked her out. Well, should you uh, anyone got anything else to say about the prelims and early main card before we hike, uh, hop into this uh banger of a back to back to back? They were fucking. Have I mentioned that they were fucking phenomenal? I, no, I don't think I quite heard that one yet. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so first fight, hometown hero Zang Wali gets the knockout, spinning back fist knockout over wow. the legend Joanna. 
and Joanna retires, hangs up the gloves. Is that the um she came back out of retire uh, like a layoff of two years just to hang it right back up? But a hell of a career, definitely a hall of famer. Shit sucks, man, to see her go out like that, but that was a hell of a fight, man. They were going at it though for a while, but when uh she was on the ground, bro, shit, like I said, man, dropping mean elbows. I was like, bro, she might end it with them shits, bro. Like they're just landing so clean, but she kept finding a way to get up. Zara's a problem, man. She the way she was to be able to beat her on 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 beat her on the feet with striking and then take her down and continue to punish her on the floor on the ground. Like she kept taking dude, her to the ground too. Like everybody kept saying she's athletic, she's strong, she looks like a fucking she looks like a fucking beast just looking at her body. But it's just like she's really like that. Like no cap. She coming for the strap, bro. She coming I, for it. I have more respect for Rose because I only seen the only besides for like highlights of clips, I only seen um Rose versus the Sparza fight. So now knowing that Rose beat her twice is like, oh, okay, he was a champion. No, that's, I, I hope she go and gets a belt because I fuck with her now. After that spinning back fist, bro, I was like, bro, to even to be in a situation, like to, like in the middle of exchanging, bro, that shit is so clean to me, bro. I was, blow. I was like, okay, this bitch is like that. That shit was fucking nice. Definitely nah. lit the crowd up, bro. That shit, that's up there for, I, I still definitely Michael Chandler's knockout of the year on Tony Ferguson. Like, that spinning back fist, and it's like the level of talent you're facing too. Like, the, like to be able to land that move on someone who's going to be in the Hall of Fame and probably could beat anybody who's not top three in the division. That. Yeah. But how do you guys feel about the retirement? Because I don't know too much about her career. Paul, give me a, a quick, a quick refresher. I a got quick. you. She got a. She has ten wins in the strawweight division, which is tied for the most in the strawweight history. Because you gotta remember, like the women's division came around like twenty fourteen, so like all the records are relatively newer. So like ten wins, most in strawweight history. Six, six, uh, uh, six of those ten wins are title fight wins, most in the strawweight history. Wow, nice. uh, one of thirteen undefeated champs, which basically means that she was undefeated when she won the belt, not that she kept it for, but she was undefeated when she held the belt until she finally got her first loss. And then she has like seventeen hundred significant strikes landed, third most in UFC history. Period. That's a lot. Period. Yeah, not just women's, not no straw weight, like third most UFC, any fighter to walk through those doors. That's a career, man. That's a a hell of a career. I'll smoke one of that. But I feel like she kind of came into the fight ready to retire. Like, And it's one thing that fucked me up was that her nails was painted. I don't know if that's normal. I don't think I've watched enough on women's fights to to know if that's weird or not. But I just really saw that, and I was just like, I like the first thing after the fight when she got up, I was like, I said, Paul, I think she's um, I think she's about to retire. And he was like, um, and then once she took the gloves off, that's when Paul was like, Oh yeah, she's about to retire. But like, she just I feel like she came into some they got they convinced her to go do this fight because of how successful she was. She is outside of the fighting world now and she's living her life, starting a family and just being fun. So like it's kind of tough to go back to that mindset of kill or be killed. So, like, 
I really feel like she came into this mindset that like, okay, I'll go out there, give it another go since it was the greatest fight of all time. Regardless what happens, I'm gonna do my hardest and I do my best. And if I do get another title shot, then I'll go then I'll go take my title shot. And if I do get if I do win that title, then I'll be champion and I'll be happy. But if not, no big deal. Like she was ready for whatever. Yeah, I I kind of co-sign with that because when when Kev like said it and I was like, huh, she's on she's undoing her gloves right now. Like you it's, it was before she even got interviewed. And like if you're already undoing your gloves before the person even comes talks to you, it's like what are you doing? So, uh, uh, while that was going on, I was just thinking about it. I was just like, yeah, like if you lose right now, like, let's say you came back from, from your layoff, you win that fight, you immediately fight for the title. And if, if you don't win that fight, you're going to have to go through like two or three more fights before you even maybe fight for a title. And you already kind of were away for a little bit. You're already living life. Is it worth it? You already have all the all those records. Your name's in the history books. It's like, I like at that point, I was like, I can't see her going another two, three years in the UFC. And she had a great career. It's beautiful. Shout out her. She went out like a she, she did it a, all. She did it all. And like Paul made the best quote ever because at first I was like, damn, you kind of can't go out on a knockout. That's like Manny Pacquiao had been dipped after um. Marquez or um, oh, I've been terrible. Yeah, like, but then Paul was like, "Come on, Kev, we tell we tell Tony Ferguson to do the same thing." And I was, <laughs> yeah, we all are to stay down. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, kid, okay, I understand." Then <laughs> Bernard Hopkins went out on a knockout. His last ever fight, he got knocked out of the ring. True tragic. Well. <laughs> Shout out Zhang. She did it in front of the crowd. Everyone went crazy when she won. And by Twitter and all. Henry Cejudo camp, bro. That wrestling. You saw how, how easy these, she was getting them takedowns and like easy. Controlling her down it. Every time. She's she scary with that learning that wrestling. She already got the submissions. She has like seven submissions on her career. So like that's already in the bag. So the year coming soon. Maybe I think she's gonna come get the belt. I think I think she's c- connecting all the dots, and she's gonna come back and really make a run. I like it. I want to see it, man. But my question is, damn, I'm high. I forgot my question. Oh, teams. All right, training, 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 training. Right. I seen a tweet about uh, how can I can tell you um I can tell that was like I can tell you um training American top team. It was like Covington getting split by Uzman. Um, Masvidal getting knocked out. Um, poor, um, poor Portier, Portier, motherfucking getting submitted. Like it was terrible. Yeah. Who, who has the best coaches? Like who has the best training team? Because like I, I was, I, I thought the Black Zillions was the truth until I found out that like the American Top Team is what's it called? Black Zillions is literally ninety percent former American Top Team in Kamaru. The best way someone explained it to me was America Top Team brings out elite talent that there's so many people ranked within the top five, top 10. Like they, like they're definitely dominant when it comes to like, I'll give you an analogy. If this was the Olympics, America top team has the most Olympic medals, but they don't have the most gold medals. They have the most silvers and bronzes and everything. They don't have a lot of actual number ones. They like, they have the, they have the people who might be, number two and number four and number eight in the division, which is neither 
teams can say they have all those people ranked, but like other teams, you like they have like one champion, <laughs> like they're there. <laughs> yeah, like that's like someone once told me like America top team breaks out great fighters and a lot of fighters, but they haven't had like like Dustin Poirier was their signing horse, and then he got submitted by Oliveira, and it was and then like Kobe Covington got the boot, got kicked up out of there. And then, um, like, he got beat up by Usman twice in his division. Maslow, another one. Like, um, Rose – or not Rose, that's uh, Gaethje. Yeah, Gaethje and Rose have a solid case, but they're, like, now Rose don't have a belt, and Gaethje does lost his chance for the belt. So, it's like – honestly, I think Usman might have the best camp. Because I think it's Usman and Nunes. I think it's Usman, Rose, and Gaethje. Oh, it's Usman, Rose, and Gaethje? Because mm-hmm. well, they're training. Yeah, I think it is like that. They're training one trainer of the year. The um, year um, Rose won um, women's fighter of the year. Okay, that makes sense. Because I, I I was trying to remember the second champion in Kamara's camp, and I was like, I can't think of. It, but I know his trainer has two champions. Yeah, I heard the greatest one was um Anderson Silva's camp, like way back in the day. Before, yeah, like, but like, yeah, he's not. Yeah, in the prime. Yeah, him, Loyola Machida. But that's interesting. I want to do some more research in the different camps, see who, who's really out here eating in the different camps. But let's get on to this next fight, Paul's favorite fight. This was a highway robbery if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko, the woman's GOAT, retains the women's flyweight title against Leah Santos. But how did you see this? Because I know how me and Kev had many talks about this fight already because we were um, on the call live while I was watching the fight. Marcus, what did you see? Unbiasedly, who you thought won, who, like, why, whatever. Like, what, what was your takeaway from this fight? I thought the some of the rounds were – I'm still trying to get, you know, my feet wet in the judging UFC fights. So, like, I'm not as on point as I would be in, like, a boxing judging. But I thought some most of the rounds were close, especially, like, the first three. I was, like, it was kind of hard for me. But I had Santos winning it for real, bro. I mean, I wasn't, gonna like, I wasn't like, going crazy, but you're going to have to explain to me. But I, I thought Santos did enough to definitely win, though, for real. Okay, hey. bro, you got a smirk on your face, bro. Hey, I went 3-0 on my picks. Hey, my dog Sal came through. Money, hey Sal, money has been money has been deposited. I just got the notification. I want Sal but off the judge board immediately. It was so funny because we're on the call and this man Paul goes, "Damn, Sal's on this one." They say he the dirtiest judge in the book, and I was just like, "Damn, kid, I hope Sal don't fuck me over." I appreciate you, Sal. But that I was like, Sal. So. Santos is a strong-ass motherfucker. I've wrestled some strong motherfuckers before. Here's one thing about strong motherfuckers. When they have control, they have control. Like, you can't do nothing about that shit, and that shit hurts. And, like, but when it comes to the game of Christ, and that's what Santos did for a lot of his fights, so my my unprofessional eyes would say, huh, I might have favored her on the score. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a professional. Like my dog Sal, you feel me? But when it comes to criteria, striking comes first. And even though she was on the floor, there was not a single point where um, Valentina wasn't striking. I think the real turning point in this fight was 
went to, there was an accidental headbutt and that's how to that's how um that's how Valentina got this but that's also how um Talia got her um eye all swollen and then after that she fought through it um, she fought through it she did do that but like you could tell that like Valentina started getting the upper hand and she took over those championship rounds like a champion supposed to do so hey so you, sometimes the judges get it right, sometimes judges get it wrong. At the end of the day, I want a rematch. So I will say I got a couple things. As everyone, if you can't guess yet, I was definitely on Santos, and that was who I thought I, I had her winning three to two. I had it close. I was okay with the second judge saying the second judge had it 47-48 Shevchenko. I'm perfectly fine with that. The split decision with Shevchenko. But the third judge to have it 49-46 of Shevchenko, I just thought was kind of – you're going to tell me Santos only won one round. I thought I thought the first two rounds – because me and Kev on the phone, first round, we're sitting there like, Santos definitely won that round. All right, Shevchenko needed tying up. Second round was almost like the mirror, same thing. She took her back and was just similar to the Sterling. Like if, if you grade the Sterling fight, to, for Sterling in the rounds where he just had his back for like four minutes. That's what Santos kind of did for four minutes. Just kind of lay there, didn't do much damage, tried a submission attempt, didn't work. Just kind of kept punching the body and, you know, like, but then for, for that third, for Sal to fuck me over the way he did, bro. Like I want him, I want him expunged. I want him out of there. And then uh, fuck Sal. I'm going to go, go to the pole. We ran a pole. We ran a poll. 109 people voted on who they thought won out of Santos and Shevchenko. Out of 109, 66% had Santos winning. So that's just the people. The people spoke, but Sal speaks louder. I'm gonna give it to Shevchenko. Hopefully, it is a rematch. And my biggest hope is Santos better not fall from the four spot because she's definitely the person who touched who who biggest test by far for Shevchenko without a doubt. She should go up to number two for sure. Yeah, especially since number two is Lauren Murphy, which was like I was watching the free fights before the UFC card started, and they showed the Lauren Murphy fight, and she beat the brakes off of Lauren Murphy. So it's just like at least Santos is like the closest person by far. So if she falls, I ain't gonna like it. I like Santos. And she's young. Hey, maybe maybe this is the old dog's day for now. But there will come a time. This is the start of her story. That was, and I just respect Santos so much because she was humble about it. She understands. You understand, hey man. They say don't don't let don't let it go to the ref, man. That's the rest will make true. you cry. The rest will make you cry every time. Especially if 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 you're trying to take someone else's belt, man, you can't let it go to the judges, and you gotta go take that belt no matter what, bro. That goes in. I feel like that's how it always should be. Universal. I will say though, there's another. I'm not. I'm not saying. Um, just point it out. If they called the headbutt and took a point from Shevchenko, which they have done in the past for people accident or not, it would have ended as a draw. Which I, which would have been another controversial thing. Do draws happen a lot in UFC? I it's like typically I was... when points are taken. Like draws I, are okay. coming I when. I don't think I've ever seen one so far. The Moreno uh, uh, Figueroa fight, the first one was a draw, and it was because of like a, I believe either accidental headbutt or a low blow or a poke, but like Fer- uh, Figueroa lost the point and then ended in a draw. That's crazy. Uh, 
But hey, man, it happens, man. Valentina, I feel like she was relentless whenever she had a chance to be. And for Santos, I feel like she's a strong ass motherfucker and can't nobody fuck with her in that division besides for Valentina. And that was only for two rounds. So like, I want a motherfucking rematch. I don't give a fuck. Ooh, I want another motherfucking fight. I'd like a rematch. I'd, I'd triple it. Triple that shit and put a biscuit with him, that motherfucker. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. You got to keep it moving. We got one more fight. Uh, I'll, say, I'll let you introduce this last fight. But war. It was a motherfucking war. A quick word from our sponsors. Real niggas are us. What's going on, real niggas? Let me, t- let me hear what's the real shit. What's the real shit y'all heard this, this, week, this weekend? Oh, shit. Probably Yon... When uh when after Yuri won the belt, he went over to Yan and said, "Let's recreate this art in the ring, me and you." I was like, "That was some poetic gangster shit right there." <laughs> he blew that nigga a kiss. Yeah, I was like, "That's some poetic fucking." Hey, he snapped with that. Nah, dead ass. He said, "Let's do it in the cage. No talking. No talking. Do it in the cage." Or even the fucking. Berlanga fucking saying he's gonna like ice the motherfucker. Your homie Berlanga, man. I had to get this was really what this is for. Your homie Berlanga, man. What the fuck y'all got going on? That nigga biting shit? He's biting shit, but man. He don't know it. He don't even know what to do in there. That's why. It's going he's going out sad, but the chosen one, like so like the first card I was It's crazy because they're gonna keep pushing him. Because of the, the the draw and the, the he sells tickets and it's because the Puerto Ricans always fuck with Puerto Ricans. That's how it's always gonna go. But and he's from New York, so like it just sucks, bro. Because it's just that skill. He can't fuck with no one in his division, bro. No one. I, bro, I, I, he, they're gonna have to give him one of these. Man, I don't even want to get into it, man. It's not even a boxing episode, but fuck. Oh, that boy's a biting weirdo. Spiderlinga. <laughs> hey man. Hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm all about professional, professionalism, and everything. But like, hey, I'm more mad that he got caught biting. If you gonna bite, don't get caught. And no, you gonna I'm get most caught because he he blamed it on all the other dudes saying he's throwing elbows, and everyone everyone came out and was like. There wasn't in a single elbow this whole fight. Like, what is he talking about? Nah, bro. Like, that's just how you know he's lost, bro. He don't even know what to do, what to say. Like, he's just, bro. He, dang, I don't know, man. It and, is like, his trainer is. was behind him, and the other trainer, everyone's laughing when he's talking about it. And people were like, bro, somebody should have. He didn't him, realize. Like, bro, he was don't fucking, fucking don't yeah. talk. Like, <laughs> you might get. He fined. wasn't realizing that he was you... fucking himself up, bro. Like, he literally. Digging himself deeper in the hole by talking about it afterwards. Cause I seen that on Twitter. He was like apologizing for talking about it or like going in. I'm like, you a goofball for that. Hey, shout out my Puerto Ricans though. <laughs> I gotta say, that's your man. Hey, I, hey, but that's why. That's exactly why he's gonna keep getting pushed. Cause us Puerto Ricans are always gonna follow every Puerto Rican fighter, bro. Every yeah. time. 
I know that I will not miss the next Belonger fight because I missed the set. I missed the first one and missed the second one. Now I will not miss the next one because this man is just consistent, consistent news. But honestly, he's they step consistent. up the talent oh. anymore, but Berlanga might get knocked out in his next fight. That's, bro, that's why I said, like, I don't know if he could really step up in time because, like, he's having trouble with these guys. Like, who the fuck is this guy? He's 39 years old from Columbia. Like, he had, he had some heavy hands, but, like, bro, you supposed to take – you supposed to handle that. You're the like, NABO champion, bro. Right. And you wrapped that belt like you a champ champ. So, it's like, he out there in the way and, like, come on, man. Like, I know – yeah, literally, bro. Like, there's there's other guys doing a lot more right now. It's just that shit's frustrating, bro. Because I, I had hype for him. Or I was hyped for him for the longest, but man, I can't control no more, bro. Fuck that. He ain't a real champ. Fuck him, bro. I'm here to talk about a real champion <laughs> who went out and did that shit with 25 seconds left. My boy Yuri Pochaka walked out with one of these around his shoulder. Light heavyweight champion of the world. Shout out Glover. Boy, shit. I had him up. The judges had him up. If he would have made it out 20-something seconds, he would have been retaining that belt. But That sucks. Who would have thought? Somebody, a submission specialist, most submissions in the light heavyweight history, top three in UFC history, never been submitted himself in his history for as long as he's been fighting. To get caught... And a last second guillotine, bro. What was your? I know Kev's reaction, but Marcus, what was your reaction in that in that moment? Bro, first of all, I was jumping once that shit. Once that even happened, everyone was going crazy. But I was blow, bro. I was like, wow, this man really pulled it out with twenty. It was like uh, one of them last second touchdowns or something. Like that shit was just insane, but. I wasn't expecting him to get tapped out like that, bro. Honestly, that was like the last thing I was ever thinking. Of. Maybe other way around, if anything, especially in that earlier in the fight. But fuck no, it's definitely not like how it how it played out. Mouth open, I was blown. Kev, let them boys know at home what was Kevin's Water Boys of Boys reaction. We was on the fucking battlefield, motherfuckers, and we went to war. No cap, dog. That shit was fucking crazy. And it just got crazier and crazier each round. Because how many times, Paul, you was on the phone with me. How many times did I write off Yuri? I said, this man is one of your fucking champions. I was like, stop it. This motherfucker's on his back. Oh, my. I told you, what was rule number one? Don't even let him look at your fucking back. But he just kept finding a way to get up every time. And that Eventually, you seen Glover getting tired. Glover wasn't even covering him. He was just using this as time to rest. And, like, the fact that Yuri finished it with a submission when there are points in the fight where he's literally saying, get up, get up, <laughs> drop. Because imagine this. You're, you're, Adesanya made the best point on his breakdown. You're dropping him, and you're telling him to get up. No, not Adesanya. This might have been DC. Oh, fuck it. It was me. You dropping him, and then you and then you you to allow him to get up, to drop him again. No cover. So like, these by not covering him, you're giving him time to rest. He he might not. Uh, by eventually, he probably would have stopped going down because he was hurt. He was go down because like he knows he could take a breather down there for ten seconds. 
they, that, that was what Texier had in his bad was like, you're like the Charles Oliveira of this weight class. Like nobody can see you once y'all hit the ground. So like we saw what Justin Gaethje did against same thing. Like I dropped you, get up. Cause I'm not going to like, as soon as I go down there, I'm risking everything. And uh, so I kind of respected it, but it really showed me that like Glover is not going to, you have to kill that man. All right. You can hit him with a truck. And if hit, and is, if they tell him like, bro, you got 10 seconds to get up to retain your belt. That motherfucker's getting right back up. Right. It was a war, man. I love the striking. The striking was phenomenal from top tier striking. The striking went exactly like I expected. I see. There were points in time where I felt like, um, where I felt like Yuri could have finished him. I really felt like, but Glover just had too much. Glover had too much fucking cojones. Too much. Too much. Too much tenacity. Like whatever. Old man strength. He wasn't going to tart of a champion. He just wasn't going fucking down for nothing. A fucking dog. And he was taking hits. And then the fact that he can double back and give these kids to go um, to um, double back and hit Yuri back with his textbook, just strikes back and forth, putting combinations together. And then even in the fifth round, when he looked like he had him dazed. But he I had him. Love- you talking about I- when he when he dropped open guard into the guillotine? Mm-hmm. That was what's been the biggest talk on Twitter. If y'all remember that, I'm happy Kevin yeah. said it. Like, why? Like, like, like I'm, I understand why. You might have been tired and, like, stuff like that. But, like, even DC made a comment. Like, bro, like, what are you doing? You had nah, a wobble. that shit was bad, bro. He could have almost – he probably could have ended the fight there. I respected I respected um Yuri because he just kept fighting for everything. There were points of time where he was in a submission and you see him just give a thumbs up to his corner. Like, I'm good. I'm good. That's scary. That's that's not somebody you want to beef with. Nah, that that is some fucking fuck shit, bro. And they fought. The fact that they both <laughs> split open, like that cup above Yuri's eye was fucking Ooh. huge. Gaping, bro. Their faces. I believe that was fight. that was another elbow from the top top guard. Hey, like, them motherfuckers will get you. When he was getting hit, it looked like he was dying, kid. Like, those te- those fucking shits were terrible. And, like, the controversial <laughs> part was that Yuri was looking like he was tapping at points in time, but, like, he wasn't in a submission. He was just getting hit tight. No, that I is- thought I was the only one that peeped that. Like, he would just smack the tap of his back of his head, like, one, two, three, four. And I was like, did he just tap out? And I realized, like, there's no submission. They're swinging at each other. He's just, like, smacking his head. <laughs> Letting him know. But, but every- two judges had it 39-37 for I mean 49-47 for Glover and the other one had a 49-48. But me and Kev were both on the same page. Like that fifth round was all Glover up until that last 20 seconds. Like Glover was really dazed him, right. owned him in top guard, didn't let him go. Then like Yuri gets back up to his feet with the last 45 seconds. Man, that's tough to hear that if you're Glover, bro. Like to know that you was up on the cards. It's tough, but like it was just like it was war. Like at the end of the day, like it was a war. The last man standing, the last man standing always has the last laugh. But like I love I respect the Yuri. I respected the respect that they both have for each other. Everything was mutual. Yeah, I always loved that shit. They looked up to each other. There are points in time they hugged before the last round. I looked at Paul like, 
Yeah, these motherfuckers just hug. What the fuck is this? Only Hold when on. it's a war. I think even Burns and Chamay have hugged. Maybe. I know they hugged after. I can't remember if they did before the round. But it's usually but, saved for special moments, like like a war is going on. That's and everyone knows it's a war. That uh, that shit was crazy, man. The boys just literally just fought, 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 and fought. Like there were points in times where I just looked like the ref just couldn't stop the fight at all. Like there were points in time, me and Paul's watching this fight. Like ref, you gotta stop that, ref. Ref, he's gonna die out there. He's forty-two. Like, both like, ways, too. There was multiple wobbles on both ends. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, a lot of it was like a. It was almost like an NBA game. Like you're watching runs on both. Right, sides. back and forth. It felt like you were playing the game, kid. Like against like your homie that's just as good as you, and you guys were just figuring out ways to just maneuver. Not too much, just hands. Not too much, just up top. Like, y'all, that shit was fucking nice. And you're just watching this shit like, yo, this shit is still going. And uh, not to rain on any parades, but I, me and Kev noticed it, like, right out the gate, like, halfway through the first round was, like, Yuri kept doing, like, the karate swick stances, trying to do, like, flying knees from so far out. And Stop. it was just, like, wasting the gas tank. Like, what are you doing right now? He did the whole fight. The entire fight, he threw those flying knees, like, Bro, just use a fucking uppercut. It has a same effect. <laughs> yeah, boy, just fucking doing some kung fu shit. Yeah, it's just something to be like, me and Kev both agree, like, we had this, like, the hype of Yuri. Because fastest, I thought I was tripping. The only two fights in UFC, and he fought for the belt. It was fastest champion ever in UFC by his third fight's champion. And, uh, uh I was, and, like, it was just, like, he's really a raw force, but... There are holes, right? There are people that probably like he's not unbeatable yet. If he if he just has to refine some of his things, make better habits. But here's the thing though. I seen a picture he said that that we don't care though. Okay. That boy was there was there while Zane Wei Lee was there. That's what got him that submission. I'm just saying. He just has to polish his game. He has to understand that this isn't the 10 minute round, so it's not like <laughs> Just last man state. You gotta he has to really figure out these things, but like he could be a great champion since there's no there's nobody too crazy in that weight class. But you gotta hold that belt until somebody comes and takes it. And um the this y'all I, I know Marcus saw it because I think he's the one that retweeted it onto my feed, but I don't know if you saw it, Kev, but the just the reception year he got in his home country, like it was a whole parade from like the airport to like the fucking Times Square of Czech Republic, basically. Bro, that shit was deep as fuck. He gets on top of the stage with the belt, and it looked like some, like, a hundred thousand people, like, just packed to the fills of, like, everyone who's in the country, and, like, they they loved him. He was a hero. It looked like WrestleMania, and he just won the WWE Championship, bro. Bro, and I just got the me thinking, I'm like, that's amazing for him. And, like, Glover and Charles Oliveira, when they won their belts, they had a whole parades in their city, and, like, Brazil celebrated them and all that stuff. And I'm like, none of these fucking American UFC fighters ever get the love that, like, these other UFC, like, they take this sport and they, they become champion and they go back to their country. Their country is like, you're the greatest fighter to ever live in our country. Like, you're... Man, uh, it, America is just like uh, pussies, bro. It's the fucking we don't give a fuck. That's why it should be lame. 
I was just like, because someone even said, like, John Jones never got this love. And I was like, <laughs> That shit crazy, bro. Same thing with boxers. No, ain't no one getting love like that. Tank get love. Yeah, Tank do get love. He get love on Twitter. Yeah, but it's just that different, that international love that, like, international. like the parade. You, they ain't no one's gonna throw a parade like that for Tank. Yeah, they ain't doing it in Baltimore. Yeah, I guess in Baltimore. I respect it because, like. That's some. That's just respect. That's just showing that their country is like powerful. Like fighting, a lot of these countries take fighting very, very serious. I feel like us, we kind of treat it as like an off-brand sport, but like entertainment. Really, we treat it as yeah. entertainment. They take pride in it. They like yo represent our country and represent it well, and that's because they all come from the same culture. So it's beautiful. Fact, like if a dog is stoned, you become Sambo champion, bro. You basically equal to the president. Not for real, but you know what I mean. You might be. Well, shit. We had um, Zhang Wei Li spinning back fist, sending Joanna to the shadow realm, and sending her into the Hall of Fame with the retirement. Valentina Shevchenko getting a split decision win, closest fight of her career by far, over the new dog, Talia Santos. Can't see if they make me make a rematch of that. And then Glover, unfortunately, he loses the belt to the newest dog on the block. Three fights into his career, already champion. Eerie Pro Shaka, the Chekin Samurai. As you could tell, big fans over here. Oh boy. <laughs> but shout out. Y'all got anything else to say before we head out? Shout out Dana White, man, putting on another great show. Ready for the next one. I got to see the new episode of Ultimate Fighter. I've been pumped figure. All right, so I got to tune in also. I think I'm an episode behind. Well, stay tuned because uh, we got our favorite fighter, Arthur Butterbev, Butterbean, versus Joe Smith for, um, I think, unification bouts going on at light, um, the light heavyweight, correct? Yeah, I think for three bouts three belts and uh we got that coming up this week and uh ufc we got calvin cater versus josh emmett heaviest hands in the welterweight division um and then we got the retirement fight of cowboy and joe lozon and kevin holland makes another appearance this week versus tim means actually a low-key stacked ufc fight night but that's been totally blitz and if you ain't know, now you know, motherfucker. Got a problem with the end, problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes, this ain't nothing.